It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Yo, welcome back, everybody. We are rounding out, rounding out the Franchise Focus podcast series. Uh, Joe Dolan has got a busy day today, so it's again Tom and I, Graham Barfield, here to break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your reigning Super Bowl champions, Brady gets his millionth ring um, on his new team in his first year. Uh, but you know, we're already looking ahead. We're looking ahead to the 2021 season. And Tom, um, let's get started. Let's get right into it here with the Bucks. Um, season total right now, their win total is at 12. Has not moved. Actually, it moved from 11 and a half to 12 um, uh, from from late March Probably to now. Probably the Saints stuff, yeah. The, yeah, the, Saints uh, stuff and Thomas just... And- yeah, Falcons also trading Julio. Um, that's probably yeah, it's been a good offseason for them. Yeah, <laughs> it has, off. man. It has. And, and the NFC... The NFC as a, as a whole, it's not just the NFC South. It just seems like the NFC is just like really kind of falling apart here. I mean, it's the Bucks are super heavy favorites, and man, that's about it. And you're seeing that in the odds. So um, Super Bowl odds in early February were plus 900. They're now dropped to plus 600, and the Bucks are minus 175. Excuse me, minus 175 to win the NFC South. That's like 65 ish percent, uh, maybe a little bit closer, like 60 percent. Uh, to win the NFC South. But yeah, you know, you mentioned it, Tom. Saints, no Michael Thomas, quarterback change on the horizon. Panthers are, you know, their defense is going to be much better this year, the Panthers are, but they're relying on Darnold. And the Falcons are seemingly stuck in purgatory. So um, yeah, Bucks, um, man, I mean, it's just, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, they're they're one of the Super Bowl favorites and they've got uh, the highest win total on the board. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give out a little nugget here since, you know, yeah. if you've been listening this long, I gave out their their NFC South uh, odds to win. It's a big price you got to lay, but Jesus, I, I mean, I don't see the Panthers, the Falcons, you know, and now with the it Saints is a, mess. I, I it, mean, I, I was looking at the odds for the Chiefs. They're, they're minus 275, and I think they have a much tougher pass yes. to winning the AFC West with the Chargers wow. and uh, with the Broncos in the past. So I... I I think these are great odds at the uh, minus. It, actually, I, I need to update those numbers. It, it's more in the uh, 190 range now. Yeah. I, I gave it out at minus 190, but um, it, I still think it's a pretty good value while it's you know basically under 250. So, uh, you know, I just, I just see no reason why this team, uh, I mean, Brady getting hurt. I mean, that's essentially that's it. Yeah. the only, I mean, even their schedule is pretty easy. I mean, I, I was thinking about giving the over on their their win total, but uh, you know, twelve is twelve is a big number. So I'll stick to the AFC, AFC South, play the the big price there. But um, you know, they're 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 heavy favorites in the NFC and the NFC South, and uh, the second favorites to win the Super Bowl for good reason. You know, they they basically well they they did they they brought back all their starters from last year, first time yeah. uh, in the free agency era since nineteen ninety four. So. Uh, it just doesn't happen. I mean, uh, that, I guess it's the Brady effect. They all want to stay and play with this guy, and uh, everybody loves Bruce Arians that plays for him. So uh, usually when these teams win the Super Bowl, it's, hey, time to go make my money, go go cash in somewhere else, get the big contract, because, you know, the, the team that won the Super Bowl usually can't retain everybody. So a right. uh, bit, bit of a change there, you know, with all 22 coming back. And, uh, you know, 
they're neck and neck with the Chiefs basically right now for Super Bowl odds, and there's no reason they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, it's like how Aaron Rodgers said in his uh, his press conference last week. It's like, yeah, people want to people you know want to come play with me here in Green Bay. It's not like we're a big vacation destination, <laughs> but the problem is Tampa Bay actually is, especially you know down near Clearwater. If you want to have a little fun, go out to Ybor City. There's a little bit of everything in uh, in Tampa, but yeah, it's it's you know it's exactly that. I mean, guys just want to play with Tampa uh, for Tom and. Uh, you know, don't have to pay taxes either. That's a nice thing. Oh yeah, baby, that is <laughs> a, a huge. Nice yeah, that's a huge pay a uh, wallet booster there. That yeah. no state income tax there in Florida. Um, you don't see people going up to to Tennessee to play with Ryan Tannehill as much though, because Tennessee know. doesn't have state income well, tax. I haven't been to Nashville. I hear it's a, a pretty fun town. Oh. It sounds like more like one of those places you want to go for. Uh, you know, extended weekend and not for a whole year. <laughs> oh, Tom, I, I did a I did a huge road trip, um, as you know. Yeah. Stopped in Nashville twice, and uh, yeah, I had a, a, just a couple amazing nights in Nashville. It's a super super fun city. And, and, yeah, I don't and, you know, know if I want to do that three sixty five though. Oh yeah, no, you don't. That's that's a uh, that's a one out of three sixty five, or maybe a yeah. one out of seven hundred type of thing. But yeah, Nashville is a lot of fun. Um, all right, so let's get back to the task at hand here, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, you mentioned in pl- even the, the odds moving from, you know, NFC South uh, champions to, you know, minus 180, minus 175, minus 190. And I would bet that to minus 225 because to your point, you know, the Chiefs are super heavy favorites in a way tougher division. I just don't I don't see very many paths to, you know, maybe the Saints just get super hot. I, you know, that's always possible. And they you know kind of sneak up there again. But man, I mean. I think I'm I'm definitely with you on the uh, the Bucks for the NFC South. I'm, once we get off here, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find some odds on that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go find uh, go find the right price on that. So, um, all right. So for fantasy, though, uh, look, you know what you're getting into with this team. They just have so many pieces. I mean, they're gonna go three deep at running back. Um, they've got Evans, Godwin. And Antonio Brown is their top three receivers. And let's start there, Tom. Um, you know, all of these guys, Evans and Godwin, are pretty fairly priced. Uh, Edwin, Evans goes, he usually goes ahead of Godwin, but not by much. It's usually like, you know, they're the wide receiver 15 through 20 off the board. Um, so it's not a big spread like it sometimes is, excuse me, like it sometimes is with the Rams guys, you know, Woods and Cup. You kind of get like a round and a half sometimes a difference. It's not that way with the Bucks. Um, but that being said, I, yeah, you and I are going to agree on this, but like Mike Evans by far gets the highest value targets on this team. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not he's going to get a lot of them um, this season because, you know, Antonio Brown joined the team in the middle of the year. Godwin missed, you know, quite a bit of time last year dealing with a few nagging injuries. I, you know, when they were all three playing and on the field, they had about eight or nine games in the back half of last year when AB Evans and Godwin were and Godwin were playing. And from a high level, their target share is like identical. Like it was all like 18, 19, 20%. The big question is, you know, whether or not Evans comes back and gets all of those end zone targets. So Tom, how are you handling? Let's start with Evans and Godwin. How are you handling those two guys? Yeah, I've been attacking, you know, not attacking, but I've been taking Evans, you know, if he falls a little bit into that fourth round, that early fourth round range. Um, You know, Chris Godwin's a little tougher for me. It just he doesn't get those end zone targets uh, quite like Mike Evans does. And Evans gets the the deeper shots down the field as well. So he gets more of those, uh, you know, the big 
the big play shots that we're looking for in fantasy. So I, I've tended to lean towards Evans there. Um, I, I do think he was played through some issues last year. He picked mm-hmm. up a hamstring and a ankle injury early in the year. He started to kind of hit his stride, you know, the last, you know, basically around, uh, you know, Thanksgiving time there. He had a couple of those big performances, um, you know, helped him get up over a thousand yards again for the seventh time NFL record. So, but um, I, th- I think he was playing through some stuff and, um, you know, he started playing better towards the end of the year and then he picked up a, a knee injury right before the playoffs and played through that. Yeah. But, um, you know, they really, you know, him and Brady, they, they did have that, you know, it was the old Gronk play from, uh, you know, with the Patriots there, you know, flank him out wide on the, on a cornerback there and just throw it up and let him make the play. And, you know, he's one of the best at doing that. So, um, you know, I, I've tended to give Evans the the nod there. They're going right around the same price. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll have I'll be on the lower end. Uh, you know, in terms of ownership with Chris Godwin, uh, you know, he, I tend to wait for him to fall a little bit. Uh, you know, I'll take him after you know some DJ Moore's and Deontay Johnson. So he's more of a you know a late fourth round target for me there. So. Uh, I, I give Evans the little bit of the nod there, and it, it makes a big difference. I mean, they're going right around the same yeah. same spot, so I, I, I'm going to end up with a lot more Evans than I do Godwin. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I have a few guys ahead of Evans and Godwin that I'm kind of – I won't say I'm like – completely out on those two guys. Evans is is slightly higher, but I, I like Thielen. I like Woods a lot in that range. It's, it's, um, it's a really competitive range for drafts and receivers through there. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have Evans in, uh, 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 a little bit higher, but at the same time, I still, I still love that, that entire range for, uh, for the receivers. Let's quickly talk about Antonio Brown. Cause I know you, you oh, and I are both guy. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is exactly my Mr. favorite guy. Pittsburgh here, my favorite guy. Yeah, I know it's uh, it was but it's it was a rough couple of years there for AB, but you know he's he's seemingly straightened himself back out. Yeah, uh, but at least he's staying off the map. He stayed off the grid. Yes, there you go. Yeah, he stayed out of the news. He stayed out of TMZ. Let's put it that way. Um, AB is the biggest difference in in cost between. Uh, Evans and Godwin. I mean, AB goes eighth, ninth round in most leagues. And uh, Tom, I, I know you and I are, are both heavily on that. I mean, he was, you know, over their final eight games, I mean, he got a, pretty much a full-time role. Um, uh, he got hurt in the playoffs, but, you know, obviously scored that touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, man, I, I just think AB's just a fantastic value and you're kind of getting, you know, a piece of this what will be a prolific Bucks passing offense at a, you know, much bigger discount compared to, you know, the top two guys by ADP. Yeah. I mean, these three guys, they were running neck and neck, uh, you know, in terms of target share, all three of them were right around 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Antonio Brown is, you know, he's going to get, he's not going to get the higher leverage, uh, you know, type of targets that uh, Mike Evans is getting, but uh, they were designing, you know, screen passes for, they were trying to get the ball in his hands last year. Um, you know, I, I just don't see a massive difference between Godwin and Evans in terms of, you know, their value this year. And uh, I'm seeing a massive difference in ADP though. I mean, yep. it's a four or five rounds difference sometimes. So, um, you know, I've had, I've had Brown basically ranked in the eighties here. You know, I, I would honestly move him into the seventies if I really needed to, but uh, I, you know, I don't think people really have to reach very much for him. He's uh you know, he's widely available in that eighth, ninth round. I think, you know, he is 33 years old. He, you know, he is getting more towards the back end of his career. I guess that would be 
the one concern and you know the other concern would be that he gets into trouble again but uh so there's certainly more risk with him than uh, than when with Evans and uh with Godwin but you know we're we're at the part of the draft where you're missing all the time anyway you know these guys that yeah. get drafted in an eighth or ninth yep. round uh if you're if you're hitting at a 50 percent clip there anyway yep. you're, you're feeling pretty good so uh, I think there's some upside there. You know, it was he got thrown into that offense too. I mean, it was uh, you know he missed the first eight games by suspension. He got kind of thrown right into the fire, and you know he 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 held his own. So uh, full off season, uh, you know, you got the the roommate narrative there with Tom Brady and their best <laughs> their best buddies. So uh, you know they probably were working out all summer together. So you know I, I like the price uh, uh, as much as it pains me as a Steelers fan. I, uh, I'm, I'm up a B backer this year. So, uh, oh, you know, boy. it's, it's, it's gross, but I, I have to do it. I, my pocket matters more than my heart. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I am the same way, man. I am the same way. I am always a uh, pocket over heart. Um, and a B is, yeah, like you mentioned, you hit the nail on the head. He's just, he's the upside player. Um, and you know, he's, you're getting that baked in, um, you know, everybody remembers the Raiders fiasco and his off the field issues. You're getting all that baked into his price. Yeah, it's just like and, him. You know, a lot of people don't like him. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to have a beer with the guy. That's the last player in the NFL. Him and Odell Beckham are like the last two guys in the NFL I'd want to have a beer with. But, you know, I, I'm trying to win some money here. And AB is a fantastic uh, wide receiver for. Um, all right, let's transition over to the backfield here real, real quickly, Tom. Um, we kind of know what we're getting Ugh. ourselves into. If you want to, if you want to take any of these guys here, uh, Fournette Jones are eighth, ninth round picks. Geo goes in the fourteenth through like seventeenth round. Sometimes you know somebody's a little bit higher on them than, than you might be. But I, I got to admit, for best ball, I've been taking these guys quite a bit, um, just because I. I want pieces of a very high scoring offense. Um, Fournette Jones, especially, they're going to score their touchdowns, but. I have no clue when they'll be, um, you know, the only way I think Fournette and Jones really carve out like a consistent role for season long managed leagues is if one of them gets hurt. So yeah, for that reason, that's kind of the way I'm playing it for, for best ball um, in season long. Um, how do you see this backfield? And is there anybody here that you want, like just, you know, off the cuff? Yeah. I mean, you, you have it completely right. This is, this is a best ball team, best ball yep. backfield, and this is a stay the hell away for season long <laughs> backfield. Like, yep. I want no part of these guys trying to figure out, you know, which week that they're going to go up. And, you know, I I, ha- I think, as weird as this is to say, Ronald Jones might be the most stable going into the I, season. Just I know. You and I have both never been Rojo guys. It's crazy. No, I feel the no. same way. I, I feel just, the same way. I just feel like his role might be the most solidified and like just the way the team's going to, you know, like we, we said off the top, they're going to, this is a 12 win team. They're going to be playing with a lot of uh, positive game scripts. And so, you know, in those situations that, you know, when they're double digit favorites and I know, you know, I have a good feeling that Rojo might be getting 15 plus carries. And, you know, if they're playing against a run defense, that's shitty, um, you know, you know, I have a, you know, as weird as it is, I have a little bit more confidence in Jones in those season long uh, situations. So uh, I guess I would lean towards him for season long, but um, you know, I've been, I've been taking shots. I, I've been leaning more for net in, uh, in best ball situations, I guess, just because yeah. if there is an injury that, that does happen, uh, you know, be it to Bernard or to Jones, like he's going to take over that role. He's kind of like, as weird as it is to say, he's kind of like the handcuff for both of those guys. I see him kind of mixing in, 
uh, in the early down situations with Jones, and I see him kind of mixing in in the passing situations with Dio Bernard. So, yep. um, you know, so he's kind of – and I think he's going to play a lot too. We saw it in the postseason. Like when it was uh, – you know, when it, when it mattered, they turned to Leonard Fournette into, instead of Ronald Jones. So yep. uh, they're going to trust him. And uh, if there is a, a situation where there is an injury, I think he's going to get kind of elevated here. So uh, he's been my preferred back here, but – um, you know, maybe you can get into Geo a little bit, but it, it's this is a, a tough backfield here to to, to decipher. Yeah. I mean, actually, it, it really isn't, but it's it's going to be a tough backfield to manage well, here throughout the year. Ex- that's exactly it. It's going to be tough to decipher where those points are coming from, yes. and like you know, the, with Geo, Geo is a really good pass blocker in Cincinnati, and that's kind of a part of the reason he played so much on third downs and kind of like blocked Joe Mixon from really hitting a ceiling. Um, Gio is just a great pass blocker, super consistent there. And obviously has really you know good hands. I, I kind of think that Brady went out and said, Hey, like the one thing I felt like I was missing last year of all their great weapons and their fantastic defense, he probably said the one thing I felt like I was missing is having a true, like third down back. Like Fournette is not that guy. Ronald Jones has bricks for hands. He's never been a good pass catcher, even dating back to his time at USC. Um, that being said, Rojo was a much better early down runner than Fournette last year. He was way more efficient if you look at pretty much any metric. So I'm with you. I think Rojo is safer for like the early down stuff. But Gio is that guy, man. He's that guy who's going to play in some obvious passing down situations. He'll play in their two minute. He'll play in hurry up. Um, I, I like Bernard quite a bit for best ball, like just super, super late. And I kind of view him as like an arbitrage handcuff type of type of guy because if Fournette or Jones miss extended time, I mean, we've seen Bernard handle 10, 12, 15 carries too. Um, so I, I've kind of, I'm all, I, honestly, I'm in on all these guys. I yeah. rank them. It, it's weird. Like for best ball, I'm, I'm in on all of them at, at price. Uh, but for season long, I think Geo is the guy I've kind of just been like, okay, final round. I won't take a defense. I'll just sit and, and hold Geo and just kind of see what happens and see how this backfield shakes out uh, to start the year. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, and to your point, you know, during free agency, I mean, that was the the hot rumor that they, they wanted to get James White. Yep. And, you know, they were courting him, and he, he ended up staying uh, in New England there, staying with the team that he knew. But um, so it was I, – I don't know if it was a priority, but it was something that they definitely – they a player – a type of player that they definitely wanted. And uh, Gio kind of just fell into their lap. I think he got cut. Uh, the first week of April there, and he was signed, you know, less than a week later. So, yep. uh, you know, it was like a, a marriage made in heaven there. So they went, they, they missed out on, uh, you know, James White for that type of role, and they were able to get Gio Bernard, you know, who's basically a older version of it, maybe not as uh, dynamic, but he's, you know, he's just as effective as, you know, as a pass blocker, and, you know, he can do do the small things that, that Tom Brady's looking for on third downs. Yeah, and Gio, you know, like you mentioned, he signed really quickly, but it was to a deal that was like, I kind of think under market. I mean, he got more, he got less money than like James Conner and Malcolm Brown did. I mean, it wasn't by much, but I mean, for the type of player he's been, I think we can safely say Bernard's better than Malcolm Brown and more versatile than Malcolm Brown. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he probably took a, a, you know, maybe a million dollar pay cut. Uh, yeah. Just to go down to Tampa Bay and play with. Uh, hey, play you with play Brady in Cincinnati for long enough. You want to. You want to play. Yeah. Winner. So <laughs> you get tired. Of, you get. Yeah. You get tired of getting your ass kicked every week. I'd, yeah. Uh, you I feel the, the same ulti- way. You found the ultimate winner in Tom Brady. So I mean. There you go. Yeah. That, uh, yeah I'll take yeah. a little bit less money for uh, a chance to chase the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, no doubt. And to kind of, you know, maybe rehab his value a little bit and mm-hmm. bang the cash register one more time uh, as he enters his age 29 season. But uh, that'll do it. Um, full breakdown of the Bucks Once again, guys, you, you don't want to miss out. Um, franchise focus articles are up on the site. So this is just a companion uh, run alongside as you're, you know, reading through that article, pop Tom and I uh, into your ear holes and uh, kind of We'll guide you through a little bit more of the bucks, but also Tom has his fantastic betting previews up on the site too. There are companion pieces. Um, they're up on the premium side of the site. So uh, yeah, you don't want to miss out on those. And, you know, I know Tom gave away his, uh, his nugget on the yeah. NFC. Hopefully, NFC Graham, South. hopefully Graham doesn't move the markets uh, before uh, get this on Monday. So, Oh, Tom, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm rolling in on thousands of dollars on the bucks here. I'm going to make a, make I'm going to make a seismic here. shift here. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I am going to look for the bucks here. I'm definitely going to look for the bucks this afternoon. Okay. That'll do it. Um, for Tom, you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Briley. You can follow me on Twitter at Graham Barfield. Follow the site on the Twitter machine as well at Fantasy Points. And we will catch you tomorrow as we continue to round out the Franchise Focus podcast series. Catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.